and welcome to Gears of Resistance, episode number seven for May 3rd, 2015. I'm the disembodied voice that you are listening to. My name is Mike, and uh, today there is a lot of news coming out of the open source meets proprietary world, I guess. Um, the big news this past week was a... Um, an announcement uh, from Microsoft. Microsoft had their big developer conference this past week called Build, and they announced a partnership um, with Arduino as well as Raspberry Pi, although I think the, the Arduino stuff seems to be getting a little bit more press, but there's a lot in there as well as for Raspberry Pi because, frankly, now Windows 10, their upcoming operating system, will be a operating system that you can run on your Pi. Um I think, you know, even, you know, just two, three years ago, would this have happened under Ballmer, Steve Ballmer, the previous CEO of Microsoft? No. Uh, it seems like, um, their, uh, their, uh, current CEO, whose name I will always butcher, Sadie, Sadie Nutella, something like that, um, seems to be a much more open-minded and, uh, I guess kind of sees the writing on the wall and that computers, PCs specifically, but even, you know, tablets and smartphones are rapidly becoming, um, commodities that frankly, um, you know, you give those away in hoping to make up the money, um, because at the end of the day, you're still a business, uh, in the services department, uh, the support department. So, uh, things like the operating system or even the Microsoft Office suite, which has typically been their cash cows, um, now becomes the thing they just simply give away because there are alternatives. Um, Google suite of office products, um, and, Let's see what else. Uh, Apple's suite of their, uh, formerly known as iWorks or now it's just, I think they're known by their own little pages numbers. Um, so anyway, the point is, um, big news and we're going to kind of digest a little bit on what's changing, um, and kind of prognosticate what this means for the future. Um, because if you're a hardcore, I'm assuming if you're a hardcore open source kind of guy or gal, um, this kind of like, you kind of hear this news and you're like, oh man, this is like coming to the empire. It seems like this is, um, the, uh, the, a, a bad course of action, especially in the light of, you know, all the legal issues that are ongoing with Arduino. Um, the, you know, they've kind of split into two companies, the guys that kind of come up, came up with the intellectual property as one group that lives at Arduino.cc. And then there's the group that actually did the manufacturing of the boards initially in Italy. That was, they've become Arduino.org. Uh, they've both announced different package, um, different products going forward. Um, they've also announced, um, let me think what else, uh, different, uh, IDEs even. So now the, the development environments have split or forked or something like that. Um, so, you know, when you put all this together, all this change happening at once, it's kind of like, Hmm, what's the future? Is there going to be, is, is this Arduino means it's over or is this the start of, you know, kind of the second chapter of their life? And I think it's the latter. I think it's, I think this is all going to be good in the end because I think Microsoft, um, 
does realize that they were the uh they were the slow uh dragon they were this this heap um that had become so lethargic and so uh consumed by their what gave them success in the first 20 years uh that they were that the, the company could innovate they couldn't bring innovation to market which is two different things and i'm sure you'll understand but anyway um Let's talk a little bit about the announcement itself. If you head over to dev.windows.com um, slash, let's see here. I think that'll get you there, but what I'm looking at specifically is dev.windows.com slash en for English dash us slash IOT. Um, you can also Google Microsoft Internet of Things, Arduino, Raspberry Pi, and you'll get a, uh, a kind of a portal that's going to show what the future is and, and the software you can download, um, the, the potential, um, products, uh, you, they, they have a good, like anything. Cause it's even, I, I've read through this like three or four times and I still don't completely understand how these different pieces are coming together. Um, <clears throat> because there, there's other things that are, they're on here that they're very Microsoft, like their project Azure. Um, they're, you know, they're kind of, uh, cloud systems, backend stuff. Um, how's this going to work? Cause in, you know, Internet of Things is going to rely on a backend. All the sensors collects data. Um, but for data to be useful, it has to be, um, combined. It then needs to be processed and it needs to become into actionable, um, information. So Microsoft is hope, my opinion again, is hoping to, um, leverage the open source maker community that is Raspberry Pi, Arduino, um, to be kind of like the front end of the Internet of Things, to be the, the data collectors. And then they want to kind of serve up on the back end, um, their more traditional suite of products. Um, but we, we shall see. So if you hit onto that website, you're going to, uh, notice there's a get started link. Um, and there are five different kind of options here. There is, uh, Raspberry Pi 2, um, can run what's called the window, what they're calling Windows 10 IoT Core, which from what I've read seems to be it's basically a, um, a scaled down version of Windows 10 that, um, can deal with the tighter specs, uh, of the Raspberry Pi 2. There's also, uh, there's another board out there, uh, based on the Intel Atom processor, um, called, uh, the Minnow, uh, Minnow Board Max. They're going to be able to run something called Windows 10 IoT Core Insider Preview. So I've got to do some more homework on what the difference between IoT Core and IoT Core Insider Preview. Um, I hope this is not going to become the traditional Microsoft um, 13, you know, 50 shades of Microsoft um, kind of issue where it's like, well, do I want the home or the home premium or the home premium super or the super uh, professional premium home? And it's like, well, I just want to buy one version. I don't really know. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, there's also, of course, the Galileo, which is a uh, board, which was a uh, venture between Intel 
uh, an Arduino uh, that runs, again, the x86 architecture, and that does not support Windows IoT, but it will. It says Galileo supports only the previous version of Windows. Don't know what that really means. I don't think the Galileos are actually running Windows, but I don't know. Um, then the thing, so those are kind of like the boards that that where you can install a copy of Windows 10. Then there is the stuff for Arduino, and there is uh, two kind of categories there. One is called Windows Remote Arduino, which basically allows an Arduino to over Bluetooth to gain access to the um, the internal guts and sensors of a Lumia device, a Nokia Lumia, well, I guess now Microsoft Lumia, um, because Microsoft bought out that part of, of Nokia. So what you'll be able to do now is basically, um, you know, collect all the different uh, sensors that comes in your smartphone and take that and, and, and bring it into your Arduino to kind of say, pro- provide the output. So, um, you, you want to use the accelerometer or the GPS of your Lumia device. Um, and then you can take that information, create a, that data, um, and then say, you know, if, you know, I'm at a certain GPS location or if I'm in a certain distance of it uh, and the device is oriented a certain way, turn the LEDs a certain color. Um, so that's that's one part of it. Um, they offer what's called a virtual shield library and functions that you would uh, run. And right now it says it requires an Arduino Uno. So um, I'm just I, again because this I don't haven't got to play with this quite yet. It's barely newly announced. Well, this means it's it's not ever going to be ported to another uh, Arduino. I, I assume not. I assume it's just a matter of of tinkering. Um, but that anyway. So that's the um, the first part of the Arduino. Uh, collaboration. Now, you can argue, <laughs> you know, people, uh, the, the Nokia or uh, Lumia phones are probably not that well adapted, adopted. Um, you know, Android certainly, um, as of as of today, is king of the maker uh, open source DIY crowd. Um, will, you know, will you be forced to go pick up a Lumia to kind of support this kind of, you know, Microsoft or will it be possible? My guess is someone will figure out a way, um, to make this all work. Well, or I guess the other issue is it doesn't really need it. I mean, this is Microsoft saying we're going to make our products easier to use, um, and, you know, frankly, things like if you're using Android, you're probably already have equivalent sort of access and, and there's tools out there. Um, so basically this is them like loosening up, uh, their, their hardware, in this case, the Lumia. Uh, the next part is what's called Windows Remote Arduino. So, um, 
this is kind of like so we talked about um Windows Virtual Shields allows an Arduino to access sensors of a smartphone and bring that data in. Well, Windows Remote Arduino is the other way. Is Now you put your sensors on the Arduino, collect data, and now you take that and feed that over to a Windows 10 machine um, and be able to use the processing capability of a Windows machine, which arguably is much more robust um, than your Arduino. Um, I think this probably has a lot more uh, potential, um, especially as you see a lot of people now. There's a lot of projects that are this this um, machination of Arduino and a Raspberry Pi where um, Arduino kind of serves as the the, the real-world I.O. gateway, and then you take all the data and you pass it over to um, a Pi to either put it out on the Internet or to put it, uh, process it, um, and then also to to, uh, interface with um, more high-speed I.O. devices like a mouse or a um, webcam. So you let, again, now with Raspberry Pi being able to run a a version of Windows 10, you can have those type of devices, again, computer mice, keyboards, uh, webcams come in through the um, the Pi. Then you have your accelerometers, your GPS come in through the Arduino. And now you have kind of this, um, seems like it's going to be a fairly easy way to make those two worlds, um, through software, uh, interact. And then of course, then it's just a matter of imagination. What do, what does this mean in terms of real world, um, real projects? Um, the other thing again, cause in all these right now, it's, it talks about you need, a Bluetooth device, a Bluetooth uh, module, a uh, Arduino Uno, and then a Windows 10 connected device, which again can now be um, a uh, Raspberry Pi, which is that is, I mean, it's like that's so you can get a now a, a Windows computer for twenty five dollars, thirty five dollars. Um, that's that's because that's where I see it as being huge because. Um, uh, you know, a fairly capable device for the purposes it serves. Uh, I don't think you've ever been able to get a, a Windows computer. And granted, it's probably not, you know, again, it's this Windows IoT, Windows 10, um, IoT core. Yeah. So, um, anyway. That's the big news of the week. Um, this again, I'll put all the links to everything that I found thus far, and if you found other stuff, please share. And more importantly, if um, as, as people start actually digging in and actually playing with the software, um, and you start showing you like what's what what I want to know is what really are you able to do now that either you weren't able to do before. Or was just a lot more cumbersome, or required a lot more, um, um, you know, tricks and and 
kind of like hacks to make things work. Because I'm interested, you know, before the whole Arduino kerfluffle, you know, they were on this this path of um, kind of bringing the the Raspberry Pi and the Arduino kind of functionality together and things like the Arduino Yoon, um, which had, you know, had on one side it had a Linux uh, computer and then on the other side had the traditional uh, Atmel AVR microcontroller um, and there was ways to pass data uh, back and forth and, you know, run Python scripts and whatnot. And then, uh, you know, micro or Arduino.cc has announced, you know, basically the second coming of Arduino in the Arduino Zero, uh, you know, now going from uh, an Atmel AVR kind of um, embedded system into your ARM Cortex, um, which arguably is, uh, you know, when you talk about quote-unquote professional products, you know, a lot of mobile devices today um, – are running on some sort of ARM-based uh, solution. Uh, of course, the exception being Apple with their own in-house uh, silicon. So I just don't know. I don't know how this is all. How does this change what has been thus far a very simple? You know, we, the, the the issue has been, you know, Arduino was a good way to get beginners in. Um, it has always been argued that it wasn't a professional grade solution, even though Atmel AVR chips, um, microcontroller chips, um, are used in a lot of uh, commercial and industrial products. Um, this seems to this 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 Microsoft uh, deal, um, you know, certainly Microsoft, <laughs> you know. This, they are seeming to be changing, uh, some of their leaves, but at the end of the day, Microsoft is still a multi-billion dollar multinational corporation that has, uh, fiduciary responsibilities to their shareholders. And though it would be nice to assume that this is completely an altruistic, um, uh, move on their part, you know, it, it's not. Um, so, you know, there's a hope that somehow, Arduino now becomes the basis of what I would assume is more professional grade products. Um, you know, perhaps not to the point of you just take an Arduino board and plop it down, but you would take the intellectual property, um, of the layout of the board, um, and it becomes now integrated into a very custom solution. I don't know. It'll be curious to see. Um, but that's the big news of the week. And that's been about 20 minutes worth of that. And I am probably at the point where I don't know any more details than you do. So I'm going to uh, shut up on this topic and move on to our next. All right. So for the second part of... Um, the show this week, I got a question, a couple questions. Um, the most specific one uh, was from a gentleman named Don, who um, is looking basically, he's you know looking to jumpstart a second career. Uh, he's been a software, purely a software guy, wants to start getting into electronics, um, and unlike you know in the software world where pretty much all you need is a you know relatively you know new computer um and whatever um 
software languages you're looking to program um, or some sort of development environment, and you're set. Whereas with electronics and hardware, there are a ton of tools. And his question is, you know, I'm looking to maybe spend a few hundred bucks to get started with some tools, but what do I need? What is what is absolutely needed and what is kind of like and nice to have? Um, and that's a great question because really I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm 20 years in and then I've dealt with the professional world where things were bought for me and I didn't really question uh, as I started to branch out into my own world and do my own thing, my own private consulting. Uh, yeah, there's a question of, okay, really what is my budget going to allow um, and where am I going to get my best bang for my buck, my best ROI? So I kind of sat down and thought down, you know, started um, making some notes. And uh, this actually turned into a blog that I'm going to be doing here shortly. But um, let me first start off by saying um, if you had to get one, uh, one device, uh, one piece of equipment that you need to get started, that would be a digital multimeter. <clears throat> so I want to get that out first because that is and should be the first device um, that you get. How much money do you have to spend? Do you have to go buy a fluke, um, which arguably is kind of like, you know, the uh, top of the line when it comes to um, electrical uh, test equipment? No. Do you go buy a $15 Radio Shack special? Maybe. (coughs) What I would recommend, though, something in between in the middle, um, because I do believe that a good, and I've learned this the hard way, good tools do make life easier and are worth the price that you pay. Um, you know, I have tried um, to get by before, and especially for things that are outside of my area of expertise, um, you know, especially in like, <laughs> you know, woodworking. I'm like, oh, I'll just go buy the Ryobi, you know, seven volt um, drill. Do I really need the nice DeWalt? Um, and then you get by and you, you know, you suffer and then you find, you go join a makerspace or you have a friend who has the professional stuff and you use it and you're like, Oh wow. This would have made life so much easier. <clears throat> so, um, Let's translate that into DIY electronics, hobbyists, electronics, or um, even, you know, looking to do maybe even, again, a side business, doing electronics semi-professional. I would go to a website like Adafruit or SparkFun, go to their tools section, and look for the middle of the road price wise uh, solution. So 
you go to Adafruit, you type in <clears throat> uh, multimeter, and you probably will get like a $15, uh, $50, and maybe a $100 solution. Um, unless you have very specific use cases, like, you know, I, I must have, you know, some sort of capacitor, capacitance meter, uh, because I'm doing, I don't know, maybe I'm doing something with, um, ham radio where I need to have, I don't know, uh, you know, there's certain, uh, a certain function I definitely need. If not, <coughs> Actually, let me go here and I'll type it into. I'll do Adafruit. Um, boom, 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 boom. And I will. I will say, do do a, a digital multimeter. And if you're really starting off, I would really recommend also a um, an auto ranging multimeter as well. Um, let's see here. Though, wow, yeah. So they do. They have a quite a. Use solutions here. Um, bum 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 bum. Wow. Yeah. How come I'm seeing way more than just multimeters when I say all oh, because? Well, let me just go to the tools section. <clears throat> so they have. Let's see here. There's an XTech EX330 12 function auto ranging multimeter. Um, that has, let's see here, let's actually click on it. And I would recommend a one that has the probes that don't start off with one with a, um, like a pen version. And don't start off with a, um, you don't need like an AC clamping. Um, <coughs> again, unless you're like an electrical guy and you're doing high voltage. Uh, let's see here. It is auto ranging. Uh, ACDC from 0.1 millivolts to 600 volts, uh, 0.1 microamps to 10 uh, amps, resistance 0.1 ohm to 40 mega ohms, Capa- has capacitance uh, 0.001 nanofarads up to 200 microfarads, uh, can do frequency uh, up to 40 megahertz, temperature, diode continuity test. It uh, has a built-in non-contact AC voltage detector, which is pretty cool. Uh, basically, you kind of just hold it up like a tricorder, and you know, if I wanted to make sure that I cut the right circuit breaker to work on something, um, does max hold, data hold relative, and auto power. It comes with test leads, a holster, the temperature probe, and the batteries, <clears throat> and that's sixty bucks. That's probably what I would get to start with. Um, they have. Ones that are a lot cheaper here when I found them here a second ago. Where have they gone? There was one for like $17. Um, yeah, so there's a little digital, a pocket size one. Um, <coughs> unless you're really looking to save some money, I mean, it is half the price, and it seems like it has, it has continuity, capacitance, frequency. Um, this one could work too. Um, it's $25. I would go again with the $60 one. Um, boom, 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 boom. Let's see here. There's a digital one for another 17, uh, two milliamps up to 20 amps, ACDC continuity test, diode test. Um, boom, 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 boom. It's $17. 
does this one has looks like it's a transistor tester. So instead of basically instead of measuring, um, there's a ways to test a diode using the leads. You can actually just plug the the transistor in. Um, to me, it's it's nice. I guess it measures the beta as well, eh, which I guess is cool. Um, auto power off. Uh, so yeah, I would go with the X-Tech one though. I'm trying to see if this one has, can this one measure inductance, Henry's? No, I don't think so. So yeah, I would start with that one. If, unless you're really on a budget crunch, 1750. Uh, model 9205B plus. So anyway, the point is, there are, um, lots of solutions that will don't have to, to, to break the bank. And again, I trust folks at SparkFun and, uh, Adafruit, um, to kind of, kind of weed out amongst, if you go into Amazon and type this, you're going to hit a crap ton. Um, I would start at one of these websites, get some model numbers, and then go on to, if you're really looking to save money, perhaps go on to uh, Amazon or eBay. With that said, I do like to support um, the folks that make a lot of the tools that we use. Um, so I buy from them directly because I like to support the community. But I understand not everyone has that ability, so um, take that as you will. Anyway, so multimeter, number one. Um, then things like needle nose pliers, um, you know, this is this kind of stuff where, um, if you have to have it in a pinch going to, if you're, if I, we are somehow our radio shack is not going out of business. Um, you know, again, if you need it right away, um, that's, is a solution. Uh, needle nose pliers, uh, pair of wire cutters, uh, you can get from your local home. Uh, improvement store too, but again, companies like uh, Adafruit and SparkFun, again, uh, Amazon too. Uh, the reviews are pretty good with the Amazon. I find them to be pretty reasonable. Um, what else? Needle nose pliers, uh, wire cutter, wire stripper, um, and then a soldering iron. And again, this is another one of those where it makes a difference in the quality. You can start with a, you know, here's the thing. If I spend 20 or $30 today on a okay soldering iron, um, and then I realize I really do need a better one. And it's, they're only like you know, $90. You know, now I've actually spent $120, but I could have spent the $90 up front. And again, I don't want to tell you what to do or what, what I, I prefer, this is just like, again, my opinion, what I found works. I like the Hacko. They're a good in between, um, you know, they're, the quality is good, especially the tips, a very good a variety and selection of tips. Um, and the only thing, you know, thing I would say is, again, make sure you find one that is, has a variable temperature control. Um, you know, the one, the little pens that you just plug in directly that just set to one temperature, um, are good for kind of, you know, if you're just, you know, doing wire work. But when we start getting into more sensitive electronics, especially if you try to do anything with, you know, tinier, uh, uh, surface mount, 
Um, and we'll talk about some other options later, but to get started, you know, you're, you're probably going to do through hole components. Um, <clears throat> I would go with a hacko and I think you can get this for like 80, 90 bucks. Um, I'm using right now the FX888D as in dog. And I really like that one. Um, again, if you are, you know, that, that just kills the budget, um, I would visit the Adafruits, the Spark Funds, and see what they sell for the lower cost. Actually, let's do that again. Let's go. Actually, let's, we'll give Spark Funds some work here. Let's go to their website and see what they have. Boom, boom. Come on, little guy. Uh, soldering iron. Let's see what kind of soldering iron. So, yeah, you know, they go to 30 watt. That's down for 10 bucks. Um, they have a Hacko cordless one for $35. Um, I would try probably if I could go with the 35. I, I, you know, I don't know. I've never, no, I, I take that back. I've never liked the so, the cordless soldering. And that's just maybe just my old fart talking. Um, but I, I would, I would prefer to have a corded just because the cordless need batteries. And of course, when you wanted to go work on a project, that's when the batteries will be dead. Um, and also avoid, I don't like the little butane soldering. I like the, they're like the combination of butane lighter slash, um, <clears throat> uh, some sort of, um, soldering iron slash some sort of, uh, welding system. I don't like those either. Uh, again, cause I don't feel like I've got good temperature control. And that's why, again, I go with the nice variable temperature hacko. Um, but again, take everything that I say as, um, personal advice and then go out and do other research. All right. I think that's, let me think here, the multimeter, needle nose pliers, wire stripper, wire cutters. Oh, a little set of screwdrivers. Definitely get a little set of screwdrivers. Um, Phillips flathead. Definitely. There are, um, I just, I know I just saw these at Lowe's the other day. There are for like $5. There's one that has a couple little torque screws too, a different kind of like the star looking, um, screwdrivers. Definitely need a starter set with that. Again, <clears throat> uh, spark fun, Adafruit, um, and then even the bigger guys like the Mausers and the, uh, Digi Keys of the World, they also sell those kind of stuff. Um, you will, you will definitely need some tiny little screwdrivers. <coughs> Um, let me think. Going back to the soldering, get a brass sponge, um, to clean your solder tip. I don't like doing the, um, using, um, you, a lot of the soldering stations will come with little sponge with water. Um, the problem is when you, when you clean the tip with something that cools it down, basically, you now have to wait for the tip to heat back up. Which and a nice soldering iron is not an issue, <coughs> but I prefer 
Um, I guess I'm impatient. A uh, little uh, solder soldering bulb, little bulb to suck the solder up because inevitably you will screw up and that's okay. Um, and some soldering, a uh, desoldering wick. Um, again, I'll put links to everything. Um, and uh, maybe a breadboard or two. A place to actually put the components and then some wire. And that's really what you need to get started. My advice on buying components like resistors and capacitors and inductors, well, I rarely use inductors actually, um, <clears throat> uh, op amps is instead of just buying them in bulk and storing them away when you're starting off, find a couple projects that you actually want to do and buy those components and then but don't buy just enough to do the project buy like double so if i need for one project i need 10 1 ohm resistors or 1 kilo ohm resistors um buy 20 um because what you're going to come to find out in the real world is that resistors and capacitor values you know you can calculate it out to the nth degree what kind of capacitor you need. The reality is there's only, they're only manufactured in so many varieties. Um, and the types of projects that you probably will like to do, you'll start noticing there's a lot of similarities in the values. So again, when I, when I, when I started off, I would go, Oh man, look, there's a great deal. Here's a, I can get a thousand, um, I don't know, point. Six three kilo five point six. I don't know what the value was. Kilo, uh, kilo ohm resistors. That's a great deal. I could get them for like a dollar or two, and it's not a lot of money. But then I, I've noticed that when I started organizing, I've got a crap ton of these resistors I've never used, um, and that's not a bad thing to have. But again, when you're starting off and you want to actually make every dollar that you spend count, uh, again, go as a project. Find the projects you want to work on. Get the bill of materials, and then order extras of that, those will probably start you off with a better library of parts than if you were to just go around and just buying parts that you kind of, ooh, that's a good deal. Let me just buy them to have them. And I think that does it for the uh, the advice on tools to get started with um, component library, building your library of parts. Um the last the last thing about getting started would be um, try to find a place that you can set up and leave set up um, uh, some sort of desk. You know, horizontal uh, real estate in an apartment can be tight, um, but uh, it's for my in my mind's eye, it's very valuable to be able to just leave. Um, my my projects out because a you never know when you'll just have that urge to go you you you'll be troubleshooting something it's not working you put it away um, and then all of a sudden you have an epiphany and you'll want to go work on it and if you have to spend time laying it all back out putting all your parts back out um, it's a pain in the butt. The other part of it is it, I've noticed that when I try to put projects and clean up, I lose things, I lose parts, I misplace tools. Um, whereas if I can have a, you know, even if it's not a huge um, piece of real estate, but, you know, if it's even, you know, three, four feet by 
two feet, um, that little eight, six, eight square feet of, of desk real estate. Um, and also count that you're probably going to have like, you know, a laptop probably, or at least a, um, a monitor and a, uh, keyboard and mouse. So that's the other advice to be. Make sure you get, get a tiny little wireless keyboard and a tiny little, uh, get a wireless keyboard and a wireless mouse. Try to get the smallest keyboard as you can. Um, and, uh, yeah, just as much as I can leave, leave my parts out. Even if I have to put maybe like a blanket over it when I'm done during the day, cause if, say, I've got a, a cat that kind of jumps up on a table, um, you know, anything to, uh, to <laughs> prevent me having to clean up and, uh, put things away, uh, to me is very important. And that's it. That's my kind of advice on getting started. Um, thanks, Don, for the write-in and the question. I appreciate it. And uh, if I didn't answer your question, you know obviously how to find us, so let me know. And uh, with that, um, I appreciate, um, again, people, if, as you're writing with questions, um, you can write, uh, is it, it's Mike, Mike at gearsofresistance.com. Uh, again, you can head over to gearsofresistance.com and there's links to everything else. And, um, but more importantly, questions, write them in because I've got some ideas and, and things that I want to do and write about and talk about. But, um, if there's, uh, if there's specific questions, I would be always more than happy to, to take the time and answer those, uh, direct. So thank you all very, very much for listening. Um, and until next time, again, head over to gearsresistance.com for links for everything else. And, uh, until we meet again, I guess I should, I need to come up with a new end phrase for this one. Like something about making, make it quirky, make it, make it real, make it, make it a great day, make it a great week. I like that one. Make it a great week. So, um, yeah, we'll end with that. So. Again, thanks for listening, and uh, until next time, make it a great week. Talk to you later.